This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chindanan. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And for today's review, I'm joined by Adriana Nordin Manan, who is a writer, translator, and playwright. Adriana, good to have you back. Thank you, Sharmila. It's always nice to be here. So we're reviewing, um, well, bear with us here. It takes a little bit of explaining. We're reviewing a site-specific performance called uh, Cahaya Empat Kitab Basah. And um, it's actually a immersive light and sound show that's taking place in Publica right now. Uh, but what we caught was actually um, a combination of the light and sound aspect with a Kuda Kepang performance. And that Kuda Kepang performance was performed by Kumpulan Kuda Kepang Parit Raja. Um, yes, so that's a lot of explanation for um, what is essentially a coming together of the modern, the contemporary with the traditional or the folk. And I'm going to leave it there and start by asking you, Adriana, um, what did the show leave you feeling? Uh, the show left me feeling very satisfied from a cultural observer perspective, uh, very much rooted in the Kudekepang uh, performance, right? Because uh, it was two hours long, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. But it also left me with a few questions because the show isn't just about the Kudekepang, right? It's the interaction between that and the light and sound. And that latter bit, I have a few, my perspectives and my opinions are a bit more varied, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great place to start from, actually. So if I can set the stage, as it were, for the listeners, um, we get a traditional Kuda Kepang performance, um, the whole troupe, and, and we were they took great care to tell us that this was the authentic full version that includes um, the trance aspects that go into the performance. Uh, but we basically, it's staged um, against the backdrop of this, of Chahaya 4, um, which is a, you know, a, a light, light installation, it's got sound aspects. So there were DJs accompanying the, the traditional music. Um, and that's the space within which we caught this performance. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Adriana, that for me, um, it's almost like the show has these two distinct aspects. And I'm still trying to contend with whether bringing together those aspects entirely worked um, or whether it was even necessary. And I think we'll unpack that a little bit later. Um, but I wanted to say that this was my first time catching a live Kuda Kepang performance. And for me, that aspect was just phenomenal. Um, I've never I've never seen a full one before. I've never seen the, um, you know, they have a distinct sort of beginning and then it rises to a crescendo and then it kind of um, wanes down towards the end. And I loved being able to to watch it, to be there. The music was amazing. The charisma of the performers were just something to watch. And I would honestly, after this, recommend that anyone take the opportunity to catch a performance if they can. Definitely. No, for me, the that's why I think I'm also sort of, you know, unsure about how to really articulate my review uh, in of the show because the, the Kuda Kepang was just fascinating. Like, I'm still thinking about it today. And I, because... There was just so much that you could see there, right? And I think uh, two themes that really stuck out for me was the idea of masculinity, but also a very tender kind of masculinity. And also there was a lot of sense of care and intergenerational, like passing down. And uh, you could see, I think there's that invisible sense of kinship 
um, that you could see so clearly, for example, by who I the I know they have specific name roles uh, in in the Kuda Kepang art form, but I call them like the minders. A few of them <laughs> who would like mind right the 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 performers, and I guess there was just so much tenderness. Also because we we sat on the floor right by them, right, mm-hmm. Jamila. So you could just hear even their interaction with one another, and that really had me transfixed. So I would definitely recommend to anybody who I know it can it can uh, be a bit unnerving or you can get people a bit jittery i know i've spoken to a few friends who say they feel that way around kudakepang but if people are interested and curious i would say yes please whenever you can kudakepang please try to catch one yeah it's actually tough reviewing something like a kudakepang performance within the normal structure of a review right because um it's not just a performance. It's highly ritualistic. It's got a place within uh, larger culture. Um, and, and so even the modes of movement, uh, because there's, yes, there's choreography, but also a lot of it is so organic. So um, I feel like it's almost not fair or not appropriate for mm-hmm. us to apply the, the way we would generally yeah review another show for this. So I think I'm instead going to talk about the audience experience, which I think mm-hmm. is, is valid. Um, yep. And all of the things that you said, I think um, looking at the different ways in which um, the body and and, and expressions and and, uh, movement is used to depict a particular kind of masculinity, a particular Mm -hmm. kind of connection with each other. You could see the way that these men relate to each other. And and there's a lot of care there. You're right. Um, There's also a lot of humor. I actually enjoyed. I I didn't expect that uh, for Mm -hmm. something that, as you said, can be quite intense. Mm -hmm. Um, There were these distinct moments of humor. You could even see the either the musicians or the dancers themselves or even the minders kind of grinning or, 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 you know, laughing at each other. And and I really enjoyed how natural that felt. Um, Mm And I think if you're only used to watching a more structured, staged performance, this might be quite different, almost to the point where um, you're not quite sure whether, you're not quite sure how to react to this or how to interact to this. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I think that's part of the experience. I think it's an important part of understanding that performance doesn't hold the same place in every culture and and that in different cultures often they can have very significant roles that we may not be familiar with mm-hmm. um yeah certainly i think also because uh i like to there was one maybe just to to share i see, i saw them as definitely individual performers i mean just the way the set i guess the three men right who the three young young men who i i were the ones who had the moment who were entranced they when they danced uh, there was four of them and there was this one young guy and I couldn't stop like I, I followed him I tracked him because I was like because he seemed a bit more tentative a lot younger observing them and he never got into trance and then I asked I asked later I asked one of the performers I said hey how come that I did he wasn't involved yeah like among the the kuda the the dancers of all of you he didn't do anything that you guys did and he said, because he's young and he's still learning, therefore. And I said, oh, then how come he didn't like, uh, didn't get into a trance? Like, how is that? Like, what's that natural barrier? I was curious. And he said, oh, because his father, who turns out to be part of the troop, was controlling and making sure it didn't get to him to get to the sun. So, you know, I think I'm just sharing that as an anecdote to say that, yeah, Shamila, like we don't know the idea of performance. What is that aesthetic? Um, what is the purpose? I mean, that's also like a, a question to ask that. Like, why do these people do this? Why do these communities do this? Which might be beyond the remit of our chat today. But uh, yeah, it definitely does support uh, what, what, what you said earlier that uh, it takes a different perspective. Lah. Yeah, where uh, the gaze 
who are we? Are we, yeah, are we viewers? Uh, are we audience members? Or are we just people who should be, you know, respectful observers? It's just all those, these different questions, which I really enjoyed. So um, actually that observer part, I think is related to the frame that we started with, which is how we saw it, where we saw it and how it mm -hmm. was presented. Mm -hmm. But before we get there, I really wanted to say that one aspect that I loved and, and um, I think really continues to sometimes resonate in my mind two, three days after we watched it is mm -hmm. the music. Um, the music is obviously a really important part of the performance. Mm -hmm. It helps mm -hmm. the, the performers get into a particular mental state. It gives mm -hmm. them the kind of, um, I think, the cue uh, mm -hmm. within which they move and shape the performance. Mm -hmm. But even as an audience member, I think the music was so um entrancing um you know I'm, I'm not even making a pun um if mm. you if you sat there and you close yeah. your eyes you can almost feel the energy that the performers are feeling and I just wanted to give kudos to the musicians yeah no certainly I mean until today I keep thinking about uh, that instance the opening where uh one of the the musicians blows into the buffalo horn I mm -hmm. look like a buffalo horn I mean that was just like wow just as a sense of opening and like it just reverberates till today I'm like how can I play this again? You know, how can I get this into my ears once again? Let me look up on YouTube. But it was just so majestic. Lah. And then with the, yeah, and then the, the Kamanyan and everything. I mean, talk about sensory, right? A sensory experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the... I think the Kuda Kepang aspect has so much, it, it's almost an overload on the senses mm -hmm. um, and, and in a good way. Um, mm -hmm. I really came away, you used the word satisfied and I mm -hmm. came away so satisfied. Mm -hmm. um, after this, I think we'll get into the contemporary juxtaposition of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, so we are reviewing Cahaya Empat, Kitab Basa. That happened over the weekend, uh, but the... Um, so the Kuda Kepang performance isn't available to be viewed anymore. However, the light and sound installation are still happening in Publica until the 31st of December. Uh, we'll continue our conversation after this. So keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Bole for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9, the business station. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chintana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by writer, translator and playwright Adriana Nordin-Manan. And together we're reviewing Cahaya Empat Kitab Basa, um, or rather a specific aspect of that. So Cahaya, uh, Kitab Basa is a uh, light and sound um, installation that's currently on at Publica until the 31st of December. We went for a uh, Kuda Kepang performance that, that took place in juxtaposition with that backdrop um, and that performance was done by Kumpulan Kudakepang Parit Raja. So now to get into the more complicated aspect of the conversation, I think, mm -hmm. which is, um, and it's something I've been thinking about. Did the Kudakepang performance need the light and sound and the DJs and this modern aspect? Um, because while I will give a lot of um, credit to how the space looked when we walked into Black Box. Um, you know, it looks great. It sets the stage for something very dramatic. But once the Kuda Kepang performance started, um, I wasn't sure that they needed anything else. I am going to agree, but also say that I feel like this needs a preamble, what I'm about to say, because like I think it's on one hand, I think it's great that there was that attempt, right, to like interact and to bring the contemporary and traditional arts together. That I think is that, you know what, I'll stand by that. Um, yeah, uh, long may it last. Um, but I, yeah, I think 
because I know that we were because we were told right that actually the 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 task was to uh, respond to the performance and I remember I remember being at first worried like is this going to drown out like the music like the rabana and all those stuff right which which I thought were great um, and as you said just so powerful in and of themselves I guess I think I. I think I would agree with you in the sense that I wasn't sure if it was necessary, but at the same time, I think it could have been a lot, it could have been enhanced uh, had there were, had there been other approaches. Um, and that's what I would uh, like to talk about and what I wish I, I had seen. Basically, I'm like, hmm, I think light and sound has a place, but maybe we could consider other options of, of how that is, is, is brought out. Yeah. I think for me, one of the um, challenges with this was, um, as I said earlier, the whole Kuda Kepang performance is so organic, right? Mm. And it's worth remembering that traditionally it's performed outdoors in in sort of like, you know, squares where, you know, you're one with the out, outdoor space, you feel the wind and the sounds mm. and all of that. The fact that now it's in um, a room and there's a stage and mm. there's lighting design and sound, mm. I think adds a certain amount of staginess to a performance yeah. that's otherwise feels very um, freewheeling and very mm. organic. I don't know whether that helped because part of the at least for me, part of the excitement of watching the Kuda Kepang show was this whole, wow, like what's happening? Like, you know, what's real? Um, you know, what am I seeing? And somehow when you're reminded that that you're in a staged space, mm. it takes away from that, that, that instinctive connection. Mm. I think for me, um, I'd just like to talk about the lights first because I... Uh, I, I think I would have liked to see a bit more of an interaction of the light with the space and the movements. Um, because I know, yes, I agree that it was organic, but there are some sequences which don't seem, which you can expect, right? Like when the 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 four performers in formation on their kuda, and then when during the opening with the kamenyan and the like summoning, I guess I'd call it the summoning point. Like I would have liked to see light um, interact with that like, and I'm saying that how it fills in the space maybe it creates shadows or silhouettes and the reason I say that is because what we did see what the light comprised was a little formation like a fan light formation and quite like a star on the ceiling and these were of like the tubes the fluorescent tubes that I like to call kedai tom yam lights <laughs> um, and you know and that to me was felt uh, felt a bit too static lah, for the performance and I would have liked to see more of the interaction of the light um, yeah. No, it definitely felt static. And, and I think that was part of the problem. I can't figure out. I mean, it's not fair to say I would have preferred to watch the show without any of mm. this stuff. Yeah. Because that's not yeah. what this was. Exactly. Um, and, and as you said, I, I appreciate the trying to bring traditional performances into um, you know stages and spaces that they don't normally occupy. Mm. Um, but then this almost feels like this didn't do enough mm. to, to make a case for it being done this way um even the sound um and again i i don't know how this could have been done because there were djs on site and i understand that they were kind of responding to mm -hmm. the traditional musicians and the movements that were going on on stage mm -hmm. um i don't i don't know whether that necessarily added enough for me to feel like oh okay yeah i understand why this is happening instead it just felt kind of like once in a while you'd be reminded that it was going on um, and that was really it. And, and so I think it's a case of weirdly both being 
too much if what you wanted was just a traditional performance, but also not enough if you wanted something truly contemporary or edgy. I don't think I can disagree with you there, Shamila. <laughs> and you know, uh, but what uh, I had, I, I did have like my moments of just like chuckling to myself because I remember during the opening, and then that, there was the 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 Kudakepa music, right? Like the, and then suddenly there was like these beats. And then I was like, wow, are we summoning Buster Rhymes and Ludacris as well? Like what's going on? Because, you know, I'd be there. I'd be there for that kind of show, just saying. But yeah, so I was like, okay, all right. Okay, how 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 prominent will this music be? And then I, I have to admit, I and this is maybe, uh, this is a testament to just how transfixing the Kuda Kepan performance is. I kind of forgot of the expectation mm. of, the, of the other music, the sounds. And they seem to come later. There wasn't a sense of accompaniment. There was a sense of it tailing. Mm-hmm. The performance, if that makes sense. So I would have to say that, yeah, I uh, the, the sound, I was like, oh, okay. Um, hmm, I don't know. Am I looking for a bit of a, uh, like synchrony? I don't know. I It just felt that, uh, oh, you're there. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Lah. Oh, I forgot that, that this is also part of it. Um, yeah, so the, it definitely felt uneven in terms of audience experience. Yeah. It got me, um, now that you're talking, it, it gets me thinking about the fact that um, the stage or the experience is not just the stage, right? Um, there are other things that they could have perhaps played with in terms of where the audience is seated, in terms of mm-hmm. how we walk into the space. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little installation outside the entrance, which kind mm-hmm. of sets up what Kudakepang is. Mm-hmm. But again, I think a lot more could have been done to... Um, perhaps use other spaces that won't be overwhelmed by the Kudakepang dancers mm. to, to sort of hammer in the whole contemporary aspect, to play with light and sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps those are all opportunities opportunities for future collaborations because um, I do think that something like Kudakepang is so um, forceful and so and overwhelming in a good way mm-hmm. that it takes a lot to, to figure out that balance. And and. To give the organizers some credit, I think the fact that they treated the art form so respectfully mm-hmm. and didn't use it as a way to, um, to didn't use it as a way to highlight their own work or mm-hmm. didn't overpower what we were there to see mm-hmm. was something worth uh, taking note of. No, that I would definitely. Now that you said that, that you know that's actually very true. Like there wasn't a sense of um forcing any any you know like trying to assert or project another the other art form on, on the kudukepang and uh, yeah so that definitely uh, deserves credit and i would say that i i do hope and wish to see more of such collaborations if for nothing else because you know this is something this is a kind of performance which will keep you thinking and like trying to relate to culture uh, I mean, as we're, we're both Malaysian, so I'm start thinking about like, okay, like, what does it mean, rep- like, cultural representation, as like slice of 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 uh, culture from a specific part of the country, and also just the whole experience. And I like, for example, seeing um, how you could see the Javanese legacy, right? Of the Javanese mm-hmm. lineage was on full display with the uh, the the Javanese head wrap and everything, and the 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 way they the way they wore their clothes and. Yeah, it was it was just nice in that sense, and I do hope it continues. But uh, it's really it does have all these questions about process, right? Process and collaboration, uh, which I'm actually pleasantly surprised that are still lingering in my mind all these days later. Yeah, um, and I think this idea of um, how that collaboration can take place in a way that still preserves both aspects of what each side is trying to do. Uh, thank you, Adriana, for reviewing this with me. I think it was a really interesting one. Yeah, it definitely was. Thank you, Shamila, for the opportunity.
We've been talking about Cahaya Empat Kitab Basah and uh, that featured the performance of the Kumpulan Kuda Kepang Parit Raja. Uh, it's by Seni Lab and 33.3 and uh, the light and sound installation is still on at Publica till the 31st of December. For more information, you can follow Project Cahaya on social media. Do let us know, uh, do you enjoy these sorts of performances that bring together the traditional and the modern? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Everyone's a critic. Jointly presented with Chendana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.